Welcome to Widowcast Podcast, where you'll find the strength to get through your journey and the skills to coach other widows to do the same. This is not a grief group. This is your journey, and it just may show you the way to make something amazing come out of the emotional pain and trauma of your loss. I'm your host, Joanne Philomena. I'm the best-selling author of the book, Widowed, and of The Widow Coach. I'm also a professionally certified life coach. Let the healing and the personal journey back to who you are begin. Well, listeners, we are headed right into the holidays once again. This is November of 2018 that I am podcasting this episode, and I want to uh, talk a little bit about the holidays because I'm beginning to see posts from uh, followers in my groups, from members of the Widowed Book Club page on Facebook. You can come find that and um, join us there. I would love to have you posting in Widowed Book Club. But um, I am seeing a lot of widows, new widows, widows who've been widowed a while, all of us kind of looking into the holidays with some dread. And I get it. Uh, This is going to be my fourth holiday season without Jim. And it is actually going to be my first holiday season that I'm just spending it here by myself. My family are all on the other side of the country. And the first three Christmases, I flew across country to spend time with family. But this year, it's just, it's just not an option for me. And um, I was actually not looking forward to doing that really long flight across the country because it takes a lot out of me. And if I go out there and only spend a, a couple days and then turn around and fly back, it's just an impossibility. So this will be my first Thanksgiving and Christmas here all by myself. And I'm actually looking forward to it. Does that sound bizarre? I mean, I know it's going to feel a little empty and lonely without family. It definitely feels empty and lonely without Jim. But um, I'm planning ahead for it and just kind of enjoying being able to spend the holiday time taking care of myself and not in that crazy hustle bustle and trying to get airline flights at the peak of airline travel right and in the middle of blizzards and as I talk to you today in New York it's only the middle of November and we just got hit with you know it looks like it's more than a foot of snow out there it's an incredible snowstorm for this early and they estimated it to be four to seven inches and we had more than seven inches last night without counting all the snow overnight in this morning. So um, it's looking pretty holiday out there. And it's also looking pretty foreboding for trying to go anywhere. So I wanted to talk a little bit about handling the holiday season. And um, I started out, this is so funny, you guys. I started out, you know, I Google everything. And I thought, well, let me see what's actually out there for widows about the holidays. So I Googled and I clicked on the first article 
And you know what? I thought, oh my gosh, look at this. I have to talk about this because, and I'm not going to tell you which website blog this is because I'm not into um, bashing anybody who's trying to help. Uh, (laughs) Oh, I mean, this was a heartfelt article written of the five mistakes to avoid this holiday season as a widow. Now, I want to talk about what their five mistakes are. The first one they say are wearing your heart on your sleeve. Moaning, whining, groaning is no way to spread holiday cheer. Beat those blues, go shopping, bake bread, dust homemade brownies and confectioner's sugar. It goes on and on in this vein. And I looked at that and thought, wow, how do we not wear our heart on our sleeve at this time of year? And is baking bread or shopping really going to be the magic bullet that makes you feel better? I, you know, I don't think so. I really don't. I think it just sounds so trite in view of what you face the holiday time as a widow. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you don't want to just slam yourself into the depths of depression with every depressing thought you can muster up about the holidays. But um, we have better ways for handling that than going shopping or homemade brownies dusted with confectioner sugar. Although they have a place in my heart. <laughs> I'm sure they do in yours too. Uh, number two mistake was, um, what? no, not you for someone you don't know. And it says you need not be as rich as Rockefeller to honor that responsible receptionist who smiled brightly that frosty morning you were late escorting him for that doctor visit or, you know, a home-baked goodie from your kitchen just to compliment somebody. I think it's all about just, you know, a simple act of kindness to others. Now, that's going to be an awesome thing. You know, I won't go against that. If you do, just make up some simple little gifts to go hand out to, I don't know, someone who helped you at the grocery store, maybe it was the cashier that you started blubber crying while you stood in line. Um, (laughs) And you're a widow, you know what I'm talking about, you know, or, you know, the family doctor that helped so much during difficult times. It does. This is what a simple act of kindness does. It's not just about being kind to others, although that's an awesome thing to do. But I will tell you, when you give somebody a little gift, you get a hit of dopamine in your brain. I'm all about the brain and science, you guys. I apologize. But it's true. Your brain releases a little of the dopamine chemical that makes you feel so good about what you're doing. So if you do want to lift your spirits, a few little gifts just at random given to people really going to make you feel uplifted. Mistake number three, they say, is showing too many tears. Like, suck it up, widows. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what, it's this what it's like. Says it's not a good thing, especially this time of year. Uh, life sucks without him, and you hate every freaking light on the tree. Don't let it spoil your holiday, so don't cry. No, 
<laughs> we're probably all going to have at some point a good cry. You know, it can be a soul cleansing cry. Doesn't mean we're going to make a scene in the middle of some family holiday thing, right? But we can absolutely have a few tears, especially when it's early days and, you know, you're trying the best you can to get through the holiday. Um, you know, and here they're saying, you know, don't shed too many tears, toss four quarters in that metal kettle, <laughs> which I definitely support the Salvation Army, but I don't see how that's going to erase the need to sit down and have a little cry about your spouse not being there with you. Um, what are we up to? Number four? I don't even know. It says, don't get caught with a frown. Really? Uh, don't dress down. Now, you guys, <laughs> I gotta tell you, I am already planning my Christmas day. And I am sure I am going to be in fuzzy slippers and a nice soft scarf wrap around me with a cup of hot chocolate, watching the sappiest Christmas movies I can find on TV. So, yes, the simple act of getting dressed up. I mean, I'm an advocate for that. I do this every morning. I do. And people think I'm crazy. It's like, you work from home. They don't know if you're in your pajamas or not. I know. I know. So, just on a daily basis, I do get up and get dressed put makeup on, brush my hair. It's just a part of self-respect to do those things. But um doesn't mean you have to dress up for Christmas if you are <laughs> spending it all alone. If you're spending it with family, if you're going to somebody's house, of course, you want to find something pretty in your closet, something that you would that looks very Christmassy. Take the time to do that. Um, it says, don't make it too complicated. That sounds good to me. It says, widows get a bum rap. Don't be deterred if your former friends don't include you in their annual house party. Uh, the one you used to attend in a former life. Throw a party of your own. Invite the dear woman and gentleman you met at bereavement. Well, that sounds like you're making it too complicated. Here's the deal. <laughs> okay, they're right. They're right that you may not get the invites from friends that you have in the past because, you know, and I've talked about this before on this podcast, so many friends just kind of fall away once we become widowed because they can't handle it. They can't handle seeing our pain. They can't handle facing their own mortality. You know, you become the face of mortality to them. They have to confront the fact that someday they are going to die. Someday their spouse is going to die. It's a very uncomfortable thing, which is why so many friends just kind of fade into the background after the funeral, right? So you may not get those invites. You can certainly, if you have a few friends or close family that you want to invite over to your house at some point during the holiday season, right? Just for special hot cider toddies and, you know, I don't know. But 
I think the point is you don't have to make it complicated. You don't feel like you have to do everything that you've always done at the holidays. You can pare that back. I do not go all out decorating. Um, and I used to do that even when it was just Jim and I for Christmas. You know, we would have the outside lights and red bows and ribbons hanging all over our fences and all of that. I don't do that. And I felt a little bad the first year. It was like I feel a little pathetic that I'm not taking the time to do that. Truth be told, last spring I threw a lot of those decorations out in just clearing out and paring down and organizing my home. And... um for myself, a little tree, maybe a couple of decorations that are meaningful for me, I might, might want to pull out. I'm not going to complicate the holidays. Um, and I love this one. The last one, the last big mistake they say is being depressed. Don't be depressed. Just don't do it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so sorry to laugh. But to me, this is so funny. It's like, oh, this is good, you know. And it says, you know, make it positive, think happy thoughts. I'm like, excuse me. Now, you can take a look at your thoughts. You can take a look at what you're telling yourself about the holidays. I'm big on doing thought downloads and taking a look at those thoughts and understanding that they are thoughts and not reality. It's what we tell ourselves. And, um, understand why you're telling yourself what you're telling yourself. Why is your brain telling you something that makes you feel bad? Because our brain's primary objective is to protect us all the time. So there's a reason your brain is telling you something, but the result is that it, it feels really bad. Maybe it feels depressing. And you can look at what your brain is telling you, understand this is just my thought just the thought my brain is playing and it's not necessarily true and I don't have to feel this way. That's different. Um, you know, like I said, all of the confection sugar dusted brownies in the world aren't going to combat feeling sad about the holidays. Looking at what you're thinking or what you're telling yourself about the holidays, that can make you feel bad about the holidays. So um, I just thought this was like an amusing article. The writer, I'm not sure, is even a widow. Okay. <laughs> it says that she's a freelance writer. Like I said, I'm not giving any names. Um, and that she supports widows through the grief process. Doesn't say she's widowed. I'm sure she must be because this whole site I'm looking at looks like it is for widows. Um but I think we can work on some better ideas for the holidays, okay? Let me share this with you. And I've shared this a lot online with my followers. I've taught this to my certified widow coaches that come through my course to become widow coaches. The anticipation of the holiday, the anticipation of the sadness is actually more difficult for us than the actual day. Think about that. It's just like when you were a little kid 
And you were so excited about Christmas. Do you, I mean, do you remember Christmas as a kid? I hope your Christmas was as special as mine. My parents didn't have a ton of money, but I mean, Christmas was just magical. And for weeks in advance of Christmas, it was like the buildup and the excitement and Santa's coming and the, antici the anticipation. And all of that is what was really Christmas. It wasn't until I got older that I realized that Christmas wasn't really Christmas Day. Christmas was the weeks leading up to Christmas. Christmas Day, sure, it was exciting. You opened all your presents. You had candy in your stocking. You know, maybe your family had a traditional dinner they would do. And all of that was fun, but it was kind of anticlimactic after all that buildup and anticipation. We do the same thing in our loss as we're coming up on the holidays, except it's the opposite of that like delicious anticipation, excitement about Christmas. Instead, we're anticipating heartache. And we spend all those weeks experiencing it more intensely than the actual day. It's just like those weeks of extreme anticipation for Santa coming. And then Christmas is kind of like, you know, the actual day is anticlimactic, you're going to go through the same thing if you allow it, where the weeks leading up to the holidays, you're going to be in such emotional pain, anticipating how difficult it's going to be to have the day without your spouse there. And when the actual day comes, it's not going to be as devastating as you have anticipated. So here is my tip for the holidays. Cut down on the anticipation of sadness because that's where the real intense emotional pain is. It's not the actual day. Understand that if right now, right now we are about a week away from Thanksgiving and a little less than a week away from Thanksgiving. And you could be in the throes of emotional pain anticipating what is it going to be like without him here at Thanksgiving. Or you could spend that time just looking at your thoughts around Thanksgiving and thinking about how you want to spend that day. How do you want to enjoy Thanksgiving? Do you want to take a moment to just honor all the Thanksgivings you had with him? Think about what you want to do that day and understand that dreading it is going to be more emotional for you than the actual day. So do a thought download, look at the story you're telling yourself about what it's going to be like, because that is what is dragging your spirits down so much right now is everything you're telling yourself in anticipation of the day. And most of that is not going to be that difficult. It's like we are making the day so much harder in our mind than what it's actually going to be. And if you can see that on paper, if you do a thought download, and if you haven't been following me, <clears throat> here's what thought download is. Get out a tablet or a piece of paper or a journal. And at the top of the page, I want you to write, I'm sad about Thanksgiving because, or I'm depressed about Thanksgiving because, and then start writing as fast as you can, just every thought that comes into your mind. You're going to set a timer for like one minute or two minutes at the most. 
And then you're going to just write as fast as you can. Don't try to edit your thoughts. Don't try to analyze your thoughts like, oh, that thought wasn't even about Thanksgiving. I'm not going to write that down. Write down every single thought that comes through your brain. Then you have a chance to sit down and look at what you wrote and see what it is that your brain's been telling you that's making you dread this holiday so much. Look, as you look at each thought, ask yourself, is this absolutely true? Do I 100% know that this thought is true? Because you will be amazed at how many untrue thoughts our brain will tell us, right? Our brain will tell us catastrophes in advance that haven't even happened yet and may never happen. So do a thought download about Thanksgiving or if you're listening to this and, and we're past Thanksgiving and you're dreading Christmas or maybe you're dreading Christmas already, you can do a thought download on that. I'm dreading Christmas because I'm depressed about the holidays because and do that thought download. Look at the stories your brain is telling you because your thoughts are not really who you are. It's just neurologic patterns that fire in our brain. Isn't that amazing? That's why you can choose to focus on them or you can choose to think something differently. You can't choose ponies and rainbows, okay? Listen, baking brownies and telling yourself, I'm just going to be delighted through the holidays is not going to work because your brain doesn't believe it. Your brain knows those brownies are going to make you feel good for the five minutes you're eating one. And after that, and the dopamine hit from eating a nice sweet brownie wears off, you're going to go back to depression unless you really look at what it is you tell yourself about the holidays. What stories does your mind tell you about the holidays? So functional tips for me are great. We can encourage each other to go do things, get out, you know, put up a little tree for yourself, whatever it takes, get Christmas cards, send everybody you can think of a Christmas card but in the meantime, what are you telling yourself? Are you planning out your day? How do you want to spend those holiday days? And is this a time of year that you just shut down everything else? You know, I used to do that when I worked a regular job and because they gave us time off. And really, it was like for almost from the beginning of November through New Year's Day, it's like life is put on hold. Dieting is put on hold. Working out is put on hold. Everything is put on hold for the holidays. And I thought, how crazy is that? Because now I run my own business doing this and I could just put my whole business on hold for two months, but I don't want to do that. And I don't want to leave you all hanging out there feeling bad about the holidays without getting a podcast from me, right? I am choosing to spend November, December. Actually, I decided I was going to spend four months, November, December, January, February, really focusing on some goals that I want for myself. Um, I'm going to focus on building my strength again getting myself as healthy as I can in that four month period of time, right? Which, you know, that may sound crazy, but really I just, you know, I realized that through the first few years of being widowed, I haven't been working out. 
There are times that I've not been feeding myself the best because I get lazy about cooking just for me. I admit it. So, whereas I used to spend time to get, you know, wholesome organic vegetables and put together dishes for us and all of that, I don't always take the time to do that for myself. The next four months, I'm exercising at the gym when there's not two feet of snow outside my door. I won't be getting there today, I don't think. I am feeding myself the best possible food that I can fresh organic vegetables, nice healthy foods, not just grabbing something and putting it in my mouth. I'm spending four months getting as healthy as possible. And in those four months, I am setting my some business goals for myself of what I want to do, what I want to create, what I want to launch for all of you, where I want to take my business teaching widows how to life coach other widows and creating a membership site just to help widows who are not interested in learning to be a widow coach, but might want to have um, someone accompanying them on their journey through grief, right? So I'm working on building all of this out, bringing it all to you. The next four months, I am focusing on that and projecting, are you ready for this, you guys? Because this might be a mind blower for a lot of you, projecting what I want in my life over the next three years. Yeah, I'm really starting to project and plan for what I want, where I want to be three years from now. I know that can sound really crazy to a new widow. It's like I, when I was a new widow, I had no idea where I was headed with all of this. I had no idea what my life was going to be. I thought my life was over really. And it felt that way. You know, when you are first widowed, it, you are in such a state of shock and it's hard to even leave your house because you just want to sit curled up in a chair. Right. Um, but now I know, I know about goal setting and how that has changed so much of my life. I know how having a plan and having something you're working towards something that's even like bigger than yourself. If you're working towards that, it becomes your reason to jump out of bed in the morning. It becomes your excitement every day. If it's something you're passionate about, you are anxious to get back to it every day. And when I set goals for myself, if I say in three months, this is where I want to be, this is what I want to create in my business, or this is the fitness level I'm going for, and I set that goal there and I start working towards it, no matter how many times I fail, this is trick, you guys. This is absolutely the best thing you can do. When you set a goal and you start working towards it and then you F it up, you fail. Don't stop there. Don't say, well, you know, messed that up. Oh, well, no, you go. Okay, that's, that's the first failure. Cool. What worked? What didn't work? What am I going to do a little differently? And you keep going forward. When you hear coaches talk about taking massive action, 
that's what it is. It means you're going to fail over and over and over again, and you're just going to correct each time and keep going. And you're going to keep working for that goal, and you're not going to stop working for it until you get there. That, my friends, is massive action. It means that if if your goal is as simple as I want to lose 15 pounds because I've put weight on since he passed away or I struggled with my weight before he passed away. And so you start cutting back on what you're eating and eating a little healthier and going for a little walk every day. And then you have a day where you just totally go off the rails. You're like, bring on the pizza. I need a donut. (laughs) You You just fall right back into bad eating patterns. You don't throw it all out the window at that point. I mean, if you do, any weight you've lost comes back on. You might gain a little more. You mentally beat yourself up. It's a really bad scene. But if instead you go, okay, that happened. (laughs) that pizza and donuts happened. I was feeling really pity party about myself. And now how am I going to deal with that the next time? And let me get right back to what I was doing. You keep getting up and going for it because without failure, there never is success. I think the definition of success is being able to handle all the failures along the way. Nobody becomes successful at anything without having failures along the way. So finding a goal, what do you want in the next few months? Set that for yourself. Start planning 2019. That is another way that you are going to tackle the holidays and be fine. Even if you are not doing anything for the holidays, you're not going to be traveling anywhere, you're not having holidays with family, maybe you are just going to be all by yourself, it's still going to be an awesome incubation period for you if you are plotting out what you want in your life next year. So think about that. You can even write comments. If you're listening to this on my website page, you can go to the reviews in iTunes and leave a review and share what you think you would like your goals to be for 2019 or maybe just one big goal, right? Or even one little goal. Say next year, this is what I want. I'd love to hear about it or email me. (laughs) Joanne, J-O-A-N-N at joannethelifecoach.com. Very easy. Joanne at joannethelifecoach.com. We'll get an email to me. Go visit my website. This is also joannethelifecoach.com. And remember, that's J-O-A-N-N, no E. (laughs) No E. And you guys, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. No matter what you're doing, no matter who you're spending it with, just take the time to remember your spouse and the wonderful Thanksgivings you had had together in the past. Be grateful for having had those, right? Give thanks. I had those years. And then be really good to yourself. Do exactly what you want on that day. And don't anticipate it so hard. Don't let it build up to be dread. Just 
Know that it's coming and plan for what you want on that day. I'd love to hear your feedback, you guys. Go out, find some joy in your life. Even take joy in your solitude. Love you all, and I'll talk to you again next week.